Hey, that's pretty official looking, isn't it? Hi, Bob here. And uh, today we were supposed to interview Jack Douglas, the amazing producer of Aerosmith, uh, John and Yoko, that double fantasy album, Cheap Trick, and so many more. Uh, he had a last minute family issue for which my fingers crossed, pray for everything is good. And uh, we'll try a reschedule for next week. So in the meantime, oh, I got a show for you. Uh, joining us now, my friend and partner for so many years, although for a couple of those decades, we couldn't stand each other. Zip, zip, fell. Uh-oh. We don't have any audio, Zip. <laughs> you were there before, my friend. Check and see if you're muted. Also joining us is Andrew Rivers. Your audio's working. Hello, hello. All right, good. Good to see you, Bob. I'm going to do the sound effects now because uh, yeah. oh, I'll bring zip. Yeah. All right. Zip. Am I here? Yes. Yep. You're, the, you're there Can now. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Do you still have that dial-up uh, CompuServe internet? Because What do you mean? AOL? I'm a proud yeah. member of AOL. Absolutely. Oh, you are. Okay. Uh, uh, this week, what's is there any news? Does anybody have any news this week? As I don't look at like official news. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, 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 about us or about anything that's going on. Are you fishing for a compliment on the <laughs> induction? Into <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> Zip's honesty is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, well Hall deserved. Of fame. Yes, yeah. well deserved, that, I might that, add. Yeah, yeah, shut up. I'm and, sorry. So, no. <laughs> Was that what you were referring to? Come on. <laughs> we discussed this ahead of time. That's okay. Uh, yes. So, because we don't have a celebrity today, I said, well, who could we interview that's famous? <laughs> and it's Bob. Oh, and Andrew. Oh, sure. Sure. So, Zip, you're the host. I'm the host. Okay. So I'm interviewing <laughs> you two. Yeah. Now, for those who haven't heard, and I don't understand possibly how that you couldn't have heard if you're on social media in any way, shape, or form, uh, Bob uh, got a well-deserved, uh, will be getting a well-deserved induction into the Radio Hall of Fame. Correct? Did I get it correct? You did. Yes. Well-deserved. And let me stress that. Yeah. It's uh, a lifetime's uh, worth of effort. Seriously. Well, my dad always said I would get what I deserved. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't know any of the other names that were included with you. and um, But when I posted it, uh, the people who hadn't heard of you were like, well, he's in good company. So, yeah, yeah um, very, very uh, brilliant broadcasters. Nina Totenberg, oh, top of the craft. John DeBella, legendary uh, Philadelphia guy. And um, there was one person who didn't make it in who is I'm a huge fan of, and you know who that is. It would he be a former competitive a competitor yeah. of ours in the Boston area? That would be Charles Laquadera, the Big yeah. Mattress. As Charles it were. called his show the Big Mattress, which was the most wonderful visual of any. I mean, maybe the best morning show name ever. Uh, and uh, his show and his station, WBCN were the inspiration for that movie and that song, FM, No Static at All. Remember the movie where um, people barricade the doors and lock themselves in the station to protest management? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Andrew's on TikTok. He doesn't know anything about the movie. <laughs> but 
anyway, a, a deer. Uh, a, a, is this the guy a, who rescued the Iran hostages or whatever? Yes, is that the, that's yeah, the, yeah. the same guy? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, I, I had I had this weird dream that you know that we would both go there together, and I he already knows how how much I was a fan of his show. Really inspirational uh, for me. Um, it's weird. It's uh, wonderful. Uh, winning is so much better than saying it was an honor just to be considered because I had that <laughs> speech for so many times. Uh, but that's also, uh, right next to that condom in your wallet. Just uh, both, right. <laughs> both been in there for several years. Right. <laughs> Making a dent in that flap. <laughs> Did you ever have a condom in your wallet or do you just know these old guy references? Uh, just, uh, just an old guy reference. Yeah. yeah hey, speaking have. of old guy reference, uh, references, uh, you know, radio was television was video in the early days. I mean, that was the game. So who were some of the, the stars of yesteryear that you'll be joining? Oh, Are, oh uh, the, the names will mean nothing to Andrew, but that's. Well, it's, perhaps instead of name, I should do it in story form because I think the story will mean something because uh, I know this about Andrew. When he was young, er, er, um, he had idols too. He had comedians. There was one comedian whose um, his, his catchphrase was, that's your sign. Remember that guy? Who was that? Bill Engvall. Bill Engvall. Bill Engvall. Here's your sign. Right. And so, Andrew, you understand, like these people that initially inspire you they stay with you, right, for sure. your whole career. Sure. And so when I was a kid. In Until you meet them, and then you go, oh, you're. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> is, he not a, is he not a nice guy? Oh, I'm just teasing. I'm just, <laughs> okay, the, just teasing. The old yeah. saying, uh, never meet your idols, you know. Yeah, he's talking so. about other idols. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, when I was a kid, um, I was in the Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, I was never fondled, by the way, although there was one guy they They, okay. they knew you were a talker, so. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, anyway, when I was in the uh, early, late Cub Scouts or early Boy Scouts, they let us camp out overnight. And that's a pretty big deal. That's a red kid. flag right there. Uh, yes, the aforementioned <laughs> problems they and the Catholic Church have had over the years. But no, that, that that's not where this story is going. Uh, and I would... Uh, Go on these Boy Scout campouts with my friends Bob Baker, Frank Tuhill, uh, and 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 um, I think this was before we started smoking pot. Just for Andrew's reference, so I think we were <laughs> pretty young, naive, and um, you know had all whatever wits we had. We had them about us, and I had a transistor radio with me since the age of five, wherever I went, and this transistor radio on these campouts was used to listen to a storyteller on WOR New York. His name is Gene Shepard. Um, does that mean, that prob name probably doesn't mean anything to you guys. I'm, I'm aware of Gene Shepard, you, sure. You've heard of him, yeah. Sure. yeah. His talk show came on at 10.15 on WOR and ran 45 minutes to 11 o'clock. So he, he had only a 45-minute show. And each show, he told a story, sometimes from start to finish, you know, seemingly off the top of his head. But, of course, he prepared. And there were stories from his childhood. Uh, they were sometimes just commentary about current events. And um, you were glued to the radio when Gene Shepard was on. He's, he knew how to telegraph that something was coming. 
and then say, you know, side direct over here. All of those skills that a good storyteller has that I'm not exhibiting right now. <laughs> um, the show would come on with the William Tell Overture. You know that song. And he would be, oh, kids, welcome. And I was a kid. And I used to sneak a radio into the bed at 1015 to listen. You know, oh, yeah, I'm going to bed only at 10 o'clock, even in high school. Yeah, I'm going to bed now. Gene Shepard's up. It was appointment listening. Uh, some of the stories he told, well, he wrote a book called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, which gives you a, a little bit of an idea of his philosophy. Uh, one show that I just can't get out of my mind, um, two of them actually, one where he talks about famous men and how men build their careers their whole lives and then they reach this point which is their pinnacle of success and from that on it's all downhill and so his theory was you know what at that point when you've done it and you've got it all you should be bronzed and then they should just bronze you make a bronze statue of you and you should quit is that why he retired 10 years ago? Uh, no, I, I still was a little late for the bronze. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, another show he did once, he t was talking about the Beatles. Uh, most of the shows were stories of his childhood, but I can't remember those. He was talking about the Beatles, and he said, I don't get it. He was like, this music, it's flash in the pan, just the way we would talk about pop music. He said, uh, you know, it's hooky, it's got a beat. But five, ten years from now, no one's going to have heard of these guys. <laughs> Just little things that stick with you from radio people. And even if they're wrong, it's still fun. Yeah. So Gene Shepard is in. The, What's interesting is like yeah. the, the, the new generation makes music for their generation. So, of course, the old people don't like it because it's not for them. So yes. um, yeah. it's fascinating that that happens at all levels, you know? Yeah, it does. And it's a recurring theme, by the way, although it could be argued that Today's pop music is pretty syrupy and mass produced and might not be as big. Uh, for example, like the 80s rock is not as big as the 70s rock in terms of longevity. Well, Taylor Swift is selling out arenas. So I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's as, as poppy and as, as uh, toned down as I mean, I don't know. I, you know. Again, but it means more to the people that it that it means that yes, it to. Does. So it's it's hard to argue because the clip we played of my joke uh, a couple weeks ago, where you know all my lady friends are like, "This is the best music ever." Yeah. She's Jesus, and you're like, ah, "It yeah. doesn't mean anything to me." But she's girl Jesus. There's no yeah. doubt about that. That's oh a, yeah, a, yeah. And do you know that last night? I'll get back to Gene Shepard, but did you know that last night, Keith? bought tickets for Leanne and our granddaughters, Hazel and Georgia, to see Taylor Swift on, I guess, StubHub at the last minute. Because there's this thing you can do where you wait till it's almost showtime, and then sometimes the ticket prices drop. And so uh, so they went, and I'll, I'll get to hear about it. Back to Gene Shepard. I'm about... 14, 15 years old, we have a high school radio station, which I founded because no one would hire me and I needed a radio station. <laughs> um, I wrote a letter to Gene Shepard in New York uh, and I asked him, could I please interview you for my high school radio station? Just out of the blue. I just, 
And you do this. You you went up, Andrew, you went up to all the comics that you admired when they would come through town and you got them to sign your book. Well, I was a little bit like that. Anyway, I wrote this letter and an engineer, manager, some somebody wrote back and said, Mr. Shepard would be happy to speak with you on Tuesday, 11 a.m. at the uh, studios of WOR in New York. Oh, you cannot use any of WOR's equipment because we are a union shop. Can you bring your own tape recorder? Well, these days, all of us have a multimedia content creation device. Back then, it meant I had to bring a little Wallensack reel-to-reel recorder. <laughs> With one of those microphones <laughs> like this. A lapel microphone, uh, yes. Well, this was just like a Radio Shack deal. Remember those little mics? Sure. Yeah, little uh, circular ones, yes. About this big cir- circular thing. Uh, so, so I did. I, I think took, they still have that mic at, at Giggles, actually. <laughs> I think they have that one. Several of your comedy club. So I took the mic in, and I nervously took the elevator up to the umpteenth floor. And here was this guy, like my idol. And we sat down, and we talked for 45 minutes. All I remember is that it was wonderful, and that I brought the tape back and played it on my high school radio station. So he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. And there's, and you know, it's from Abbott and Costello to Wolfman Jack. Uh, and it's, you know, it's very, very much an honor. And I think a lot of it is because of the Twisted Tunes, uh, because in terms of fame, they're played in every market in the world. Okay. In the United States, at least. <laughs> I remember being on a Christmas vacation in Hawaii, and you had just, you would tune into local radio just to see you know, what the vibe was and who the DJs were and what was going on. And they played one of your Christmas songs. And then you, I think you called first, but you drove to the station and just, oh, yeah. hey, that's, that's my song. And then, <laughs> uh, could you play more from that? Yeah, 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 exactly. Honestly, I used to just get the biggest thrill out of being anywhere and, you know, having a song come on. But I, I'm that, I'm a fan, you know, really insecure sometimes about my stuff, but I'm a fan of like where whoever I'm working with or whatever I'm doing, like when Seattle grunge music was big, if I flew to Baltimore and Allison Chains, Pearl Jam, Jimi Hendrix were the first three song, songs I heard on the radio, I was like proud for Baltimore. So it's kind of like a, you know, rooting for the Seahawks kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. Anyway, it's a, it's a tremendous honor. Um, this wouldn't have happened without Zip. And without Zip, maybe Andrew wouldn't have happened. I mean, we've screwed up the timing. It would have been a completely a different day. I don't follow that one. Wait a minute. Oh, oh no. First, Wasn't there all, a story about, uh, there's an old, old I, you know, it's been brought up on several podcasts about... Uh, oh, you, you swapping? Know, you being in the other room or, or yeah, something. Well, Zip was there when I met my, my bride, right, your mother. Right. Uh, and then Lisa. he tried to steal her from you or something I, like that? He, he did. Boy, I'll tell you. He, I, he definitely did. Well, This story is getting in. passed down generations. It, it, it is really <laughs> out of control. We were yes. at Rick Davis's house, and we were I think we were house-sitting, and we invited two girls over. 
And I'm dumb enough that, uh, and I believe I've passed it, that down, um, <laughs> that I don't have a preconceived notion about what's going to happen. Like right. if, if a girl, if I don't like a yeah. girl, actually it was usually she didn't like me, but again, <laughs> I, these two girls. Thanks for that her. gene too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Pass that one down. Um, these girls were Lisa and another gal named Patty. And, um, and Zip actually had had a t- a terrible breakup with a girl named Patty. It took him years to get over it. Um, you know, I, he didn't have as much. I'm still practice. not over yeah. it. <laughs> Are you still? You still? Oh, I'm just joking. But it, it was painful. It helps yes. if you find her on Facebook, and she's really old and fat. Well, I've talked to her many times. <laughs> Do you stalk her on Facebook? Oh no, no, no. All right, and I didn't mean that anyway. No, Actually, I know. what I the know. funny thing is, when I, I do connect with. Uh, people from high school on Facebook. I just love them. And I can only think of them. I, I even say this. I, I, we're still 15 years old. I mean, just it's a nostalgia is an amazing thing. So, uh, yeah. So zip, uh, did on this particular occasion go into Rick's bedroom, as I recall, with this gal named Pat. Oh, man. Look, uh, <laughs> if you have evidence to the contrary or a different narrative, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You don't have a legal team like Trump saying, that did not happen. That's crazy. This is a witch hunt. Anyway, It's selective memory, I guess, at this okay. point. Well, I selected it very carefully. And, um, <laughs> and I was out on the couch. I wouldn't like to take a girl to a bedroom. I think Andrew has some of this. You know, I would want to see if it's going to be real. Not that I had high moral standards. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Uh, dependent on the day. But um, anyway, I'm sitting out with this girl, Lisa, and we did start making out. And it was, you know, I wouldn't call it he- like, I don't even know if this is still a term. Heavy petting. Heavy petting. <laughs> yeah. No one says that today, right, Andrew? Uh, I don't think that those terms are used, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of malarkey if those tunes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, what do you have? You have well, it's you not. Have, it's not really petting. It's it's more grabbing in my <laughs> experience. You, you, yes. you have uh, first, second, third, and fourth base, right? Though you still talk sure. Yes, yeah, so we got the bases. Uh, okay. They get a little mixed up, but uh, yeah. You know. How do they get mixed up? Well, the intervals are different for everybody's. Um, everybody's own skill you know, level. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's got their own currency and what they value it as. And, and so, um, you know, so your third base might be someone else's stealing home. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I was at, uh, I believe second base and, uh, zip comes out with this like canary eating grin on his face, his feathers sticking out. And he's, he looks at me and he goes, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Want to switch? I, I have absolutely no recollection. If this was after the breakup, I no doubt was imbibing oh, heavily. It was after the so, breakup and we were okay, all imbibing. All right. Yes. At, all right. At that point, my previous story was pre-pop on booze. <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was during all of that. And by the way, the only reason I can say it without you know, um, doubt is that Lisa was there and, you know, and you got the girl. So, I mean, I got the girl, but you won. 
But all truth be told, Zip is the better looking guy. Back then, perhaps even now, if he'd get a better camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let me allow me to to uh, point out something too that you gave me my first break in radio, if you recall, through Bo Bowman. May he rest in peace. Uh, and uh, yeah, sent me to Marson's Army Navy to sit in the window and sell. Garden hose. Mo Bowman was a friend of ours, a good friend, but who was into the um, what did you call that stuff? Well, I think it was meth, quite it frankly. Meth. Yeah, it was speed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was like, and <laughs> uh, but a great guy, and and I hired him on the radio. I hired Johnny Dodge, and Johnny uh, went on to have a big radio career as a programmer, classical uh, music stations, major markets, was on Sirius XM. And Zip uh, was the drummer in his band, which was signed to Atlantic Records. There was always a music component uh, to everything, you know, Twisted Tunes and a radio show. There was always a music component to how I would meet people. Zip was hired by me to do what shift in New Hampshire? It Actually, it's it was a notch down from Marson's Army-Navy. It was the, the polka show on Sunday morning, Archie yeah. Perone, was it? He was Perone? a weekend air talent who would sit while some guy with an accordion on Sunday morning from six to seven would go. <laughs> with really bad halitosis, he had terrible bad breath, too. And it was we awful. We all know someone with predictably horrible bad breath <laughs> who likes to lean into you and you go. <laughs> well, uh, but it was I, a break. I knew I wanted to go to a major market and do bigger radio. And so I went to the NAB convention in Florida and I asked um, my general manager, I said, can I have Friday off? Why? I want to go to the uh, NAB convention in Florida. He was like, no, you can't. And so I didn't take the day off, but I still flew out after the show. And somehow the owner of the station got wind that I was looking for another job. I'm in Miami. I'm talking to people at WAF. The phone rings and it's zip. Or maybe I was checking on you. I can't remember which, whether you called me or not. It was, and by the way, that, those days when the phone rings, it rings in your hotel room. <laughs> not in your shirt pocket. And uh, anyway, I said, zip, how's everything going back there? And zip went, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. It is accurate. Yeah. Yes. It was an uncomfortable call. Well, I don't remember exactly, but he was putting pressure on me to, you know, I did not politic for the gig at all. Yeah. So I basically, um, um, Zip said, well, Chris Dante's pretty pissed. That was the owner of the station. And I, I said, why? He said, well, um, he found out that you, you were in Florida, in Miami for the NAB. And um, yeah, he's, he's a little pissed about it. And I said, well, did he fire me? And Zip went, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he had it all come gushing out that I, had, I didn't ask for it. I had nothing to do with it. And Zip got my job. So he tried to steal your woman, but the, and then he <gasps> stole your job. Got my job, exactly. Oh, this is completely out of control. <laughs> There's some truth to some of this. There's some yes. truth to some of this. Well, isn't that the case for every news channel yes. these days. So <laughs> as close as you're going to get. That's how you frame it. That's So true. I realized when I was in Florida that I was fired. 
And at the very same time, I was making friends with the WAF people. And I would, within weeks, get hired to be just a weekend fill-in guy. Just basically... You know, Quite a step up in the in the broadcast world, though. Oh, those two sets of really call letters, big station, yes. And um, long story short, um, I just kissed a lot of Fanny uh, in Worcester and worked my you know Fanny off, and eventually uh, got the morning show job as an interim morning show host because they were looking for somebody. I mean, it was you know it was pretty straightforward. You're really not the guy, no. <laughs> We're looking for someone, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Talented. <laughs> and um, so I was on in the interim and I was trying to figure out how to do a radio show full time. And uh, this, this story I've told several times. I uh, went to this place called Lizer Sound, a big electronic show, store, kind of like the, what was the Crazy Eddie? Crazy Eddie guy in New York, the one of these crazy prices stores. And we got a VCR. So I could record and listen to Johnny Carson every day because I figured if I'm going to be a show host, like I'd been a disc jockey reading liner cards, you know, um, introducing songs, all that super creative stuff. And but you got to host and, and, and yeah, I had to talk to people. Yeah. And, uh, and you had to be the, warm and engaging, which isn't coming natural to you, you know, no. No, it didn't. And, and the other thing that Johnny had was uh, his self, uh, well, they call, I call it self-defecation, but self-deprecation, where, um, you know, if you show your vulnerability, it warms you up to people. And I liked that. And, um, and just the mannerisms of talking to people. So uh, at that point, I was on the air with this news gal who's brilliant, went on to have a massively huge successful career in Boston named Lana Jones. Uh, but, you know, she didn't like my probably goofy, sophomoric, sophomoric humor, but yes. literally that was the job description in those days. And, um, and so she got another job and, um, I hired Zip. Yeah. The guy who stabbed me in my back, tried to take, <laughs> take my woman. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but we always had oh. fun together. And, yeah. and so that's the, the story of how we, and, and seriously, Zip is uh, Keith's godfather. I'm not sure. You don't trust he, him around me though? <laughs> well, no, you came later, so we gave you to somebody else. What was it, okay. Jonas? Who's your godfather? Do you even know? Religion plays such a key role in all of our lives. Spirituality does, but yeah, not so much for the organized church stuff. So uh, at, at any event, I mean, this is how important Zip is. When I say we wouldn't be here, not only did we first forge on-air morning show chemistry and win in the ratings, uh, enough so that people from various other markets tried to hire us away, uh, but Zip also really, you know, I mean, if you've ever seen a movie about time travel, I would not have the same son if Zip wasn't there because everything would be different. The universe would be different. Yeah. Is there another city that you almost chose over Seattle? Alternate um, history while we're going down different timelines and different uh, universes. Well, the two of us, we had uh, we, we were L.A. And we were offered to L.A. Sacramento. I know. Did we? we I don't know if we got LA. offered. We No, we were interviewed and we were hung over and they never called us back. <laughs> no, seriously. Come on. 
I, I, I don't yes. you to question the authenticity of it. All right. That no, that, that was <laughs> that uh, true. poor interviewing skills yeah. for sure. And, the, and by the way, the people who got that gig were Mark and Brian in Los Angeles. Very famous uh, morning show. And they made the right call. We were clearly not ready. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was one other station. And uh, KOME. Uh, KOME, uh, that, this was a radio station in San Francisco, uh, and it had, just to give you an idea how, uh, how the, uh, cancel culture has changed. I hate that word, you know, so I just used it, but how it has changed what we can and can't say. KOME, their bumper stickers said, you know, big KOME, and it had this white splat on it and it called it the <laughs> come spot on your dial. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> yes. No wonder we turned out so terrible. We need to protect these children from evil bumper stickers. And yeah. But back then in radio, by the way, that's how you'd get famous, Andrew. Sure. You yeah. Piss off. Taking and, chances. You would piss off Tipper Gore. And what was that uh, families group, that religious group that went after Howard Stern? Howard Stern so harsh. Um, some kind of big organization, a church organization with a ton of money. And if you could get news headlines about how this show is show is so shocking, your ratings would skyrocket and then the station couldn't fire. It's you. the same way with uh, with comedy. Now, like I talk about this, too, where I'm like, if you hate something, stop. Like there's a there's a comedian who someone threw a beer can at her face while she was on stage and then she picked it up and chugged it and then went viral. And then she got on Jimmy Kimmel and now she's selling out theaters and it's like, wow. you know, if and you hate something, insane. shut up about it because you're just telling, <laughs> you're just, making you're just telling thing. everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> Is she good by the way? She's uh yeah, she does well. I think okay. I, I yeah. haven't seen a ton, but um, I mean, here's the thing. You get a break like that. And it's wonderful, but if you don't right. rise to the occasion, it's sure yeah, it's you're going to be a YouTube uh, trivia question, right? I mean, not necessarily anymore because if you have an online following, as long as you make them happy, you know everything now is direct to consumer. the The labels don't matter. The Tonight Show doesn't matter. Netflix's mm -hmm. numbers are way down. Right. It's literally if you can post on those reels and the people that like it like it, then you can do whatever you want. Right. In As words, evidenced if, by my career, you know. Yeah, if you're a, a rotting piece of meat and you have the ability to draw flies, that's an audience. I, You know, um, Chris Kattan is still touring comedy clubs. Uh, Jeremy Piven sells out comedy clubs. Stormy Daniels did comedy club nights <laughs> at, at times. Our business Stormy? is just, oh, yeah. She was uh, headlining comedy. If you can get people out, someone will offer you the door money so that they can sell those people uh, $12 margaritas or whatever. As my dad used to say, put fannies in the seats. Yes. Um, uh, I still like fanny. I think it should make a comeback. I think we should all try to be more polite as a society to each other. Um, seriously, I do. I think, uh, yeah. I think that's what the world's missing. Good luck getting that message out there. Well... <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, as we've learned, uh, the the moderate, uh, reasonable discussion really uh, catches fire on the internet, you know? <laughs> I, and that's part of the problem. And the other part of the problem is that 
You get a hundred-ish downloads every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Hundred or so. <laughs> Actual news, like where reporters are hired and they have to verify stories, and those stories are vetted. But there's also a legal department. You say the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times that is worried about libel. If you you know if you do libel somebody, so those kind of publications um, all require a paid subscription. And between Spotify and Netflix and Paramount Plus, I just don't have any more. I don't have any money left over to be informed. It's, it's kind of how people are. And, um, and, and besides, I get all the news I want for free on Facebook and TikTok and Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. My X. neighbor, Bob, he knows what he's talking about with this vaccine stuff. I yeah. trust him, you know. Exactly. Uh, so that is the way it is now. And people just don't realize it. I mean, they really think that the basket of newsy things that they chose is really keeping them informed. And what it's doing is keeping them. The problem is too, Facebook has a news tab where you can look at articles. And so, you know, it's the same way. Like you don't eat in your bedroom. You've got to associate (laughs) different things, right? They tell you not to put a TV in your bedroom. They tell you all those things that we uh, don't listen to, but yeah. So yeah, should still be in the backyard, folks. I think <laughs> change is always bad. Uh, so, yes. So uh, it's an amazing time. I do think that out of all this rubble uh, will come good stuff, though, because I think that people eventually like, hey, wait a minute. You know, I, well, I the boomers are starting to die off. So we have a chance at reclamation. <laughs> and uh, that's our gift to you. <laughs> Enjoy. No, seriously. I mean, not me particularly wishing to go first. No, but, yeah. But when the bad ones who are on the other side from me politically go, yeah. I go, yeah. thank you, God. Yes. Fuck I'm them. Sorry. I'm not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Um, it's I mean, that's time. why we have to elect 80-year-old presidents, because you guys make up a majority of the, of the voting population, you know, so. Hmm, let me ask uh, myself if that's true. Yeah. i mean it's just a theory i mean uh, you know names and and actually these days since it does not matter who the president is who the candidate is the story will always be the same yeah the other side is trying to destroy our country and that phrase goes for deep in republicans as well as deep in Democrats. They're destroying our country. And uh, I love, uh, by the way, exploring this with people because what's clear is that they've chosen some, they're, they're, it's like choosing your food. They're on a diet of fast food. This is fast news. It's usually bullet points. And to them, you know, it's like we're also rooting for a sports team. Our team is the best. A friend of mine says, actually, political parties now, the the hardcore for either side, they're cult members. Because even if you prove their cult leader said something wrong, they come to the cult leader's defense. Uh, And this works for Trump, but it also works for Biden's laptop. I mean, you know, or anti-vax articles that were stricken from media because they didn't toe the official line. But having lived through a bunch of presidents now. I mean, even when things are going great with a president, 
if you tune into a particular cable channel on the other side, the sky is falling. Like President Obama. was. I, I knew people who were like, he's a scourge. We must rid ourselves of Obama. He's destroying this. He's preventing the recovery, which is going so well from going even higher. <laughs> <laughs> that was the argument because like the stock market went up so much during his years and they still said he was destroying the economy. And I thought, wow, if you can do that, you could probably have some guy who bangs hookers, pays them off, shoots someone on Fifth Avenue, has an insurrection and still is your favorite guy. You were I'm so perceptive. You were, you were well, ahead of your time. I, yeah. But I am. I, am <laughs> I remember that podcast. You were like, I bet there's going to be a guy. Yeah. I know it. I see it. <laughs> I see it. I am the, I alone can tell you what's going to happen. Um, the chosen one. Yeah. But to your point, <sighs> I forget which one of you made this though. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, um, it's crazy, but we can't know everything. I mean, when I go to my doctor, I pretend like I've read, researched this, researched that, and I try to ask a smart question. In the end, I go, you're the guru. Because I don't know. But have even time to doctors are, you know, what's fascinating too is doctors are just more educated guessing, you know? Yes. They're not, it's not an exact science there either. So, so are comedians, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have an educated guess that this will be funny. <laughs> right? And, and when you yeah. try a joke. Like, yeah. I would, oh, by the way, the, the other big thing, and, and, and by the way, thank you for the, the uh, Radio Hall of Fame thing. It's, it's wonderful. It's very humbling also. You only had to bring it up seven times. But yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking about all the reasons I don't deserve it. And apparently hey, did anything I... happen recently to anybody on this show? Anybody want to bring <laughs> anything right. up? Well, really, I was um, baiting you too, Andrew. Oh, sure. These past two nights, uh, on Friday and Saturday night, Andrew recorded his next comedy special, which is called Hey Beautiful. Hello, oh, beautiful. Oh, hello, beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me. Sure. Now, funny story. Uh, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but that is, uh, in a way, dedicated to you. Oh. You, um, I don't want to ruin the closing uh, joke of the special, but you, I noticed that you and mom, whenever you see mom, just randomly, you go, Hey cutie. And it's so sweet. Cause I know you guys hate each other. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and yeah. so I thought if we can get these two people that don't like each other, but they're still kind to each other, if we can all do that, then, uh, the world will be a better place. So, um, uh, so yeah, that, it, yeah, it's just a thing I, I picked up. I started saying it to my friends and, and to just any, you know, to people that I care about and, and it really like people like being lied to. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, now I just say it to like the, I'd say it to my roommate, the janitor at Chipotle. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just, everyone oh, gets a hello and by beautiful. The way, you're, but you've discovered a really interesting about uh, the thing about human nature. Nobody goes, what? Huh? They all go, huh? Right? Yeah. 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 They just uh, go, oh, cool. Uh, uh. 
I, I remember when I first discovered that, maybe a week or two ago. That really, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was longer than that, but that you don't have to actually feel a compliment to give it to somebody. Um, there's an expression in the twelve step organizations of which Zip and I may or may not be members uh, that uh, you fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're not good at giving compliments, just force yourself to, and uh, then it'll start. It'll start to become second nature, right? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the uh, that's the name, and it was. Uh, Hello, beautiful. When yes, did you start it. saying "Hey, cutie" to like? Is that just been a thing for a long time, or did that oh, grow no, on I've you? Done, or no, I've done it since I first hoped. Yeah. Zip would leave the room and I might. (laughs) (laughs) Good callback. Good callback. Yeah. Hmm. I did not get past second base that night, by the way. I don't, I I really don't believe in third on a first visit with somebody (laughs) unless I'm really, you know, there's the intoxication factor um, and the desperation factor. Yeah. (laughs) Which is on a, you know, pendulum a little bit. Uh, But yes. Hey, beautiful. Well, I think that, um, I think you're on to the secret of what the world needs, actually, Andrew. And I think it's I don't think it's going to come from cable news stations. I think several things have to happen for us to right the ship. One, as you mentioned, Zip and I have to die. Um, (laughs) We're making arrangements for that as well. But keep in mind that Fox News and MSNBC both know that. And they are currently grooming young children to become the future, uh, you know, extremists. Uh, because they need that drama to sell ratings. But it, but no, s- there has to be a sense. I mean, I've seen fads come and go, whether it's hula hoops, where's the beef, or um, disco. Let's say we're in a, when it comes to news, like we're in the heart of disco right now. It's, <laughs> it's the Saturday night fever. Of It's crap. It'll someday be nostalgic for people. And zip, disco is kind of interesting. I, I would see it now only because I only, it's like that food you only eat once a year. It's fine. It's, it's good. Uh, but, uh, but what has to happen, I think, has to come from the ground up. I think it has to organically occur to people through their friends. The same way you got your Netflix password that you stole from somebody. Somebody <laughs> had to give it to you. And it has to be passed around that, hey, you know, we're all being used by these um, social media sites. This happened a little bit to Facebook. Facebook has gotten less cool because everyone's like, okay, I got it. I'm the product. You're gathering all of my information. Artificial intelligence computers are analyzing it so that you can manipulate me into buying stuff or even who knows what other evil uh, but it's like the matrix to me. The, it's the matrix metaphor. It's like, well, if you know it's fake, like if if you know Facebook is fucking you, fuck Facebook back. Like use it, yeah. you know, like use this tool to do good instead of, you know, people are like social media is evil. So, and it's like, well, all you do is reply to mean comments. Facebook's going to be like, of course you like that. We're going to show you more of that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you, uh, so when you say, so you just back, like pictures of models butts and then every day you check your phone and it's like, what a great day, <laughs> you know, not, it's just a beautiful <laughs> sunrise, world, a better yeah. place. No, um, I, I thought you had it. Cause what I, cause I, 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 the way to actually hurt them is to not participate and do 
different things instead. But it's also to just, and this is how it has to happen, one-on-one, people-to-people have to uh, basically, like... In the sixties, but I mean, in but but also like be the change, Stop right? Me. As not soon as not I necessarily. Said in the 60s, like I the know. Show that I in know. The 60s meant, shut up, Dad. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, be the you know, be the positive influence on the negative, right? Yes. Be be the sun, or what's yeah, the but, phrase? Uh, be uh, I'll think of it later. But yeah, so uh, here's the deal: um, be the, the moon board. and inspire people, even when you're not yeah. full. There you on go. On the chessboard. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is the entire back row of rooks, bishops, king, and queen. And and you and I are pawns. Come and at so, me, bro. Uh, if, if you're going <laughs> to attack, you have to have a huge swarm of pawns. No, this gets to my analogy. A huge swarm of pawns that say, I'm not going to take it anymore. Literally going back to that network movie. Did you ever see that, Andrew? It's a I think so. It's been a long mm-hmm. time, but uh, Matt, uh, Academy Award. Matt as hell, I'm not going to take it anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, they were predicting that cable news would become very divisive, and that they would actually show live acts of violence and rile people up, just like the Christians and the Romans in the Colosseum. Uh, and um, so much—I mean, it was exaggerated—but so much of what they predicted now would be like it's a documentary, mm-hmm. not a story. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, you know, I'm just one guy and whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to spread joy on this platform that a lot of people uh, have negative perceptions of. So there are plenty of great places. You know, it's on oh, you to be you responsible. Be on there. Yeah, no, this is no. Your, this is what it is today. You, you have no choice. But on, I do believe, and this has happened with bands too, that live performance is bigger then like you can get a lot of views online and it might mm-hmm. help people come see your live performance. So yes. obviously you have to have, your- well, there's no streaming money anymore. There's no nothing. Right. It's all in the live show. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Even Facebook is even Facebook yeah. was giving me 1200 a month. And then they go, you know what? That's too much money. You're going to do this for free. And, uh, it's not in our best interest to give you a ton of money. So there was payola in the beginning to get the records on the, on the station and then when the records realized they needed the station more than the station needed them, it's the other way around. And that is a typical business cycle of art. Uh, I mean, there's a big, there was a big lawsuit that comedians got together and said, Spotify, we demand more than eight hundredths of a cent per spin. And, mm-hmm. and Spotify said, oh, okay, we can just take you off then. That's cool. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of comedians lost $10,000 a month. Yeah, whatever, you know, Pandora, all the stuff. So two things about Spotify, Spotify, actually, one of the reasons their stock is languishing and I actually bought some of it because I knew they would be uh, the clear winner. But one of the reasons and their stock is languishing is because they don't have a decent profit margin. And the reason they don't have a decent profit margin is they actually, I think, do somewhere between 70 and 75 percent of their revenue goes to the artists. And uh, but because there are so many now and anybody can be an artist, you can have a huge apple pie. But if you have to split it up with 200 million people. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, what are you kidding me? We were Uh, joking about uh, $10 hot dogs at the Taylor Swift concert. You know, that's because she's getting all of that money. The the stadium isn't, uh, you know, they're making a fine amount of money, but. 
Um, well, the, no, the guy who owns the building is. But, well, it's you know. the resellers that made all this Taylor Swift money because ah. they priced the tickets, you know, 300, 600 or 1,000 for the floor. And now they're going for up to $10,000. And Taylor Swift doesn't get that. Stealth, no. Vivid Seats, Seat Geek. Uh, those resellers do it. And, and that's a super complex issue. Boy, I'll tell you. Uh, by the way, I, I know that Keith bought tickets last night, as I mentioned, for Taylor Swift, for Leanne and the two girls. I can't wait to find out how much he's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, was, I sent you the screenshot, I think, of the Seattle one, right? Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can find it. But um, the, it was like $1,000... Um, or like a mediocre seat. Yeah. Yeah. So Keith was looking at uh, $600 seats in the nosebleed 20th row of the highest section at Inglewood Stadium. And um, he was just feeling bad about it. I was like, 600 for a horrible seat. And then he looked at, like, for 1000 the seats were much better because at the end, uh, in the evening of the concert, Everybody's trying to buy the cheapest seat possible to get in there. And he was like, oh, should I spend a thousand a ticket? Oh. And I was like, does Leanne really want to go? And he was like, oh, yeah, she has to go. I said, well, I wouldn't put her in a crappy seat. (laughs) 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 I said, I know it's irresponsible, but uh, and I'm your father, but I can't I can't tell you what to do, but I know I would waste a bunch of money to keep Lisa happy because she's my cutie. Floor tickets to the Seattle show, uh, $3,904 wow. each. Uh, uh, wow. Resale? Yes. Okay, yeah. And and here's the thing. Taylor Swift is doing, what, a billion dollars on this tour, but I believe the SeatGeek people are doing four or five additional billion. billion um, you know. I mean, they you know, provide a service. So everybody says it's because Taylor Swift is so great. And she is, by the way, uh, for that generation. And it's incredible pop music. I would sure enjoy seeing it the same way I would go to a a symphony. You know, it's not something I would put on my, um, bucket list. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's top of the line. And, and the problem with Taylor Swift, the, the reason she's so big partially is because unlike the classic rock era, where there were 20 or 30 bands that, that were that big, there's only one. There's only one pop band of that magnitude. She is the Beatles. She is Elvis. She is Frank Sinatra of this generation. And Pretty soon about- to be joined by Andrew Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me more about your special, because we are about to wrap it up. Oh, uh, funny. Well, it's a big dramatic uh, thing, but I, 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 I booked two nights at a comedy club, and, uh, you know, you want redundancy. And most of the time, a lot of my comedian friends tell the story and they go, the first night went perfectly. We don't have to rely. We get to relax. Everything's in the bag. The we, get to be, yeah. we get to be loose. We get to have fun. We get to maybe pick up some more shots. And, yeah. uh, and most I do it this way, by the way. Yes. They shoot for a couple of nights in a row so that they, if anything goes wrong, they can pick the better night. Yes. And... Uh, Thank God, because I bombed my face off Friday night when I'm paying 
uh, I'm paying a guy about uh, you know ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollars. Shut up. Shut up. You I know. mean, you comedians, you overshare. It's six hundred thousand dollars that he had on the line. <laughs> well, Little it's um, he's giving children. me a he's giving me a great deal. I'll say that, and uh, so it's it's it could be he he told me his goal was to make it look like a hundred thousand dollars special. So. Um, so anyway, you could complain you wasted 300 and only looks like a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. So, um, but by the way, you didn't bomb the first night you felt bombing, but other people, uh, audience members, uh, yes. posts, they all said you were great. So it's interesting. We, we basically did everything we could possibly do wrong. The first night, the it, first of all, it was seafair weekend, which I totally forgot about. I, I just look at calendars and I say, that's empty, fill that in. And then, of course, it's the one of the hardest weekends to ever sell tickets is is when there's like a big thing going on. Yeah. Uh, for, part of the reason is traffic. People don't want to fight the traffic. Yeah. And so... Um, but, and let's skip. Let's cut to the chase. Sure. You sold out the show. Sure. Both shows. Uh, right. One had a smattering of tickets left, but they were basically sellouts. Yes. And, and it, it's a 120-seat it's venue, and so the first night we had 115. Okay, there's too, and much, too much information. You had we did not, people waiting on the outline who sure. couldn't get in. There was a <laughs> yeah. crowd. The police had to come and break <laughs> up the crowd. Jeez, I tell you. Sheesh. <laughs> Zip, would you explain puffery? We, because yeah, I yeah, yeah, thought yeah. I demonstrated enough puffery for my life. But Here we were talking about the evils of lying on social media, <laughs> and, and he's going, lying. make yourself of, look yeah. bigger. Yeah. P.T. Barnum. Yes. Comics. Uh, what is the story about comic politicians lie to do something? A comic, a com comedians lie to tell the truth. Uh, right? yeah, yeah. Have you that's ever heard pretty that good. One? No, yeah. I don't. Maybe um, politicians. So, politicians lied. You know. Okay. Something. I, forget the, I get it. Someone will know what the saying is. Sure. Put it in the comments. <laughs> but uh, but you're in the you're in the uh, like. You're there to entertain people and puff them up and be dramatic. Yeah. And the, and and. and just as in a movie, it should be loosely based on real facts. <laughs> right. It's so a, there's a big it? crowd and the fire department gets called. Um, <laughs> but we also, we didn't turn the, we turned the AC off for the show because we thought, oh, maybe loud noise. We don't want Fan the, noise. you know, yeah, clunky yeah. thing. And then uh, when it, when the room is sweltering hot, People just don't laugh, really. Yeah. So that was your um, big problem that night: is that it yeah. was a super hot night in Seattle, and unlike here in Vegas, where we're always bathed in seventy-four degree air conditioning, mm -hmm. uh, this this venue probably had used an air conditioner once three years ago. And it, it, well, it's, it's getting pretty hot out here nowadays. I yeah, mean, I know, you know. That air conditioner is performing like chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> Speaking and of chitty chitty bang bang, the global warming. Andrew's uh, got beads of sweat. I can yes. tell the story better. Let me show yes. you how you should yes, tell your story. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. And there's so much to think about because he's hired all these people, and it's a huge crew of people. If you've seen the pictures, and and meanwhile, they someone must have said, probably one of the engineers, audio engineer, idiot like me, you can't have the AC on. It's going to ruin the sound. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay. And then yeah. he turns it off and he's happy. The sound is going to be real good. He doesn't give a shit whether you <laughs> have a comfortable environment to perform. And so I know you're not saying this because you love those people. And you're not being, you, you want to be nice to them. Uh, but then as, as it gets to showtime and you're sweating and you see the audience is uncomfortable, that made you uncomfortable. Well, five minutes in, I'm getting flop sweat and I'm getting, 
uh, you know, I can feel the beads dropping down my cheek, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, and that's only like a few minutes into the show, you know. So and then I just I also took an anti-anxiety medication that I have used before, but it had been a long time. And I never and knew to, to have a, a stage fright, by the way. So that's that's an intro. I want to delve into that. But as far yeah. as the beads of sweat go, let me mm. say this. This. Um, well, I yeah. wear a hat, is, and the hat was a different color by the end of the, yeah. the show. This is the same thing that ruined Rudy jo Giuliani's career. At, uh, across from the you didn't have shop. eyeliner on. Yeah. The I had my hand in my pants. It was very <laughs> awkward. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. You were the hair dye. Yeah. yeah, but here's what you did, and I already know this part of the story because your friends told you this on uh, social media. You rose to the occasion. You just motored on and did your show. And yeah. the people that were there had a good time. And yeah. they didn't know that you were dying inside. My friend, when I was a new comic uh, in 2009, he said, when you get good, you can sort of Captain Sullyberger the plane where right. so, we're going yeah. down, but everyone's going to live. And so, <laughs> you know, like, Great I know analogy. how to bomb with grace. Yeah. So, yeah. like, everyone had a good time. It was a fine show, but it's not a special. All right. So sidebar on bombing. Um, I saw one of Keith's favorite comedians, a big LA uh, comic, <laughs> uh, Eddie if yeah. uh, recently in Vegas and he and his wife renewed their vows and, uh, and he was booked for the weekend at Brad Garrett's comedy club, which is a one of the most beautiful clubs in the world. And, um, he bombed to himself. It's the first time mm -hmm. I've ever seen him. Uh, and I thought he was clever and he started doing that thing that some of you really honest comedians do is going like, Oh, this audience I'm looking out here. I have to tell you, you guys, you're one of the worst audiences I have <laughs> ever seen. And, and then he, and then if something, anything started to go wrong with a joke, he would like, that's the IQ problem right there or whatever. Yeah. He was going like that. I know that joke kills. He was doing, you do this too. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. They call them saver line. lines. If you have a thing where you go, yeah. I'll insert the laughter later or, uh, well, he did you know. it so much that night that I thought, well, that's his catchphrase. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you is my catchphrase, yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed him. I mean, there was enough clever in the, mm -hmm. the years of work he'd done, you know, putting on the show and, and uh, being an experienced comic that I, I actually asked Keith. I said, did he really mean that about the horrible audience? Keith said, yes, he really did. And he had a horrible time. Uh, but he had to Sullenberger it in. Yes. Basically. So you got to... Yes. Uh, so you practice that when you're when you're doing plane training, right? When you're trying to get your pilot's license, don't you, yes, you kill the engines and just kill try the and engines and see if you would live? <laughs> That's what that it's called an engine out uh, procedure. Yeah. But you pull the engines, you look around for a field, and your uh, instructor watches you take the plane, circle around, manage your attitude, and your job is to come in as if for a landing in that field, and only when he knows you would make the field and probably not die. Then he says, put the power in. That's exactly wow. right. Interesting. So the second night was great. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, second night, we also, we moved more chairs closer. We did like table seating up front and that really limits the amount of people that are like in front of the cameras. And so there, wow. we also kept the AC on. Um, but anyway, Friday night I get home and I'm miserable. I'm, I'm, I'm up. I'm anxious. I cannot sleep all night. 
I'm oh, tossing yeah. and turning. I wrote a new closer in the middle of the night. Um, Did I tell you this was what show business is about? And you were yeah. going to suffer like this for your whole life? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm a person who really sleeps in most conditions very well. So um, it just, finally about noon, I, I gave up and I, I went to taco time. I got a big burrito and I popped two NyQuil noon, pills. Wait a minute. At noon, you gave up, gave up trying to go to sleep from the yes. night before. Yes. Oh, I've done that so many times. Uh you had a burrito and the burrito. I had a burrito and a NyQuil. And I said. <laughs> burrito and a NyQuil? <laughs> Both of these that's, things. by the way, the name of your next special. Yeah, yeah. NyQuil, NyQuil burrito, yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a five-minute album cut. Right it, there, it's already burrito. been, uh, yeah, discussed heavily. So. Is this a thing, by the way, uh, because I confess I've done this when I have a cold. I go, wow, that really knocks me out. And then sometimes when I don't have a cold and I can't sleep, I go. That would really knock me out. Yeah, not, um, not for me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm again. I'm really gifted at, at being able to sleep well. Uh, I sleep on planes. I sleep uh, during your radio show. Uh, <laughs> I sleep <laughs> during the podcast. A few during this podcast, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I do know of comedians that keep an ambient handy just because the time differences and you're yeah. running around and you're on six a.m. flights and it's okay. it's nasty. So let's get for to you. the point because we're coming up. By, it's exactly an hour right. now, so we're. I done. got you. Right, you're you're giving me you. you're giving me the light. He's, no, no, he's we'll giving me the light. The just move faster. Uh, so 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 you. So I woke three. up at three thirty p.m. Yeah. From a, a little two hour nap, I chugged a Red Bull. I got to work and then. All of my friends are at this show. My my comedian friends that came out to support me. You called me ten minutes before the show started, like you knew that I was miserable and pacing back and forth. That that fatherly instinct. I know he that's needs your DNA, my pep talk right now. For sure, that's what you were feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs me. I I see the bat signal, and then, um, and then everything just went, you know. And I forgot to take the anxiety pill because I was in such a rush. And what's a what you know, what I learned is that this pill blocks sort of adrenaline, but adrenaline can help you focus also. So, um, you know, the moral of the story is that I've had the power all along, Dorothy, and I just need to click my heels. Yeah. So it went great the second night, and we're going to hear all yes. the new material when your, when your special comes out. Hello, Beautiful is the name of the special. I'm Bob Rivers. That's Zip Zipfell and my son, who I'm very proud of, uh, Andrew Rivers. And uh, this concludes this pop-up podcast. We were supposed to interview Jack Douglas this week. Uh, <laughs> and seriously, his wife took a fall, and, and he had to run to the hospital. That's, uh, that's all I know. So say a prayer uh, for him on that. Uh, and he's one of the greatest uh, music producers of all time. And um, he doesn't know that I have the connection to Aerosmith that I do, you know, through Lisa. Speaking of someone else trying to steal your woman, you know. <laughs> well, I... You there stole you it from go. him. There you go. <laughs> What's good for the left. goose is good for the gander, you know? She'd already been left at the Goodwill box. By the oh. <laughs> you got her at the, the pound? At <laughs> the end of the podcast, you'll never know. So, anyway, all right. Uh, we'll try to have Jack next week. In the meantime, I'm headed to a radio convention for four days where, yeah, last last year I went and I was like kind of anonymous. I was just recovering from my cancer. Now you're a Hall of Fame. That's I right. I know. And I'm not, I'm, I'm figuring out ways to hide because I'm mostly like having Remember to tell those floozies to back off. I know, you know. 
<laughs> I'm sure that they'll be all over you, but... Uh... It's funny. Your, your mother is pretty sure of that, too. <laughs> but... Uh, and it is because I'm, I'm... If I dare say so, I'm polite and charming. Uh, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Except to my flesh and blood uh, so uh, we'll see what happens anyway it's going to be a fun time and we'll check back in next week everybody take care be well and uh, and thank you to all the people who said nice things on social media I didn't know what to say but congratulations yeah. yes well deserved all right. All right. that phrase well deserved <laughs> did you also have a father that told you you'd never amount to nothing <laughs> ditch digger yes ditch digger yeah I think I did a little better than that, Andrew. I, I made plenty of mistakes. No, you were uh, almost uh, too supportive. Um, you were like, "Comedy's great. You should you should just live off unemployment and and ride that out." The Obama yeah. Comedy Scholarship, and then mm. and then I was on unemployment again, and they were like, "It's Trump University," you know. So <laughs> um, that's true. It's actually I, I well, it's because um, I love comedy, and I think what you do is actually important to the world changing as we just discussed. Absolutely. I think it's one of the most healing things you can do is to not take things too seriously. Really seriously. That's a good note. Or you can just say hello, beautiful to all your ugly friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Zia show with the